Gideon. We now come to another one of the judges whom God raised up to save his people in the person of Gideon. Once again the children of Israel had done evil in the sight of the Lord and he delivered them into the hands of the Midianites for seven years and they were grievously oppressed by them. They overran the country and they laid it waste and the Israelites were driven to take refuge in dens and caves among the mountains. In answer to the prayers of the Israelites, God sent an angel to Gideon, the son of Jewus of the tribe of Manasseh, and bade him to go and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. In reply to the angel, Gideon said, I beseech thee, my Lord, wherewith shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my father is the meanest in the tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, I will be with thee, and thou shalt cut off Midian as one man. Because Gideon was a fearful and unsure of his strength to live up to such a great vocation, he asked for a sign that the, that the, that, that, that the call was really and truly from God. And the angel told him to place some bread and meat on a rock. And when this was done, the angel touched it with the tip of the rod which he held in his hand, and there arose a fire from the rock which consumed the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord then vanished out of sight. Gideon's first act was to cut down a neighbouring grove and an altar dedicated to the idol Baal. When the townspeople found what he had done, they ordered Joas to bring out his son, that they might kill him. In point of fact, the altar was the altar erected by Gideon's own father, which shows the extent to which idolatry had begun to corrupt even the best of the Israelites. However, Joas defended his son against the people and replied, If Baal is a god, let himself punish the man who has cast down his altar. And therefore Gideon from that time was known by the name of Jeroboam, which means the overthrower of Baal. Gideon, however, was still doubtful whether the Lord had called him, especially as he was so obscure, to deliver Israel. And therefore, at his request, God worked a double miracle, in proof of the commission which he had entrusted to him. Gideon said to the Almighty, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, I will put this fleece of wool upon the floor. And if there be dew on the fleece only, and the ground around about be dry, I shall know that by my hand thou wilt deliver Israel. And it was so. And wringing the fleece, he filled a vessel with the dew. Then he asked God to let the fleece be dry, whilst the ground around should be wet. And it was dry on the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. He was now convinced that Almighty God, who is the master of nature, was with him. In this fleece, of course, various interpreters have, uh, have seen various symbols. The fleece being the fleece uh, covered in dew, uh, uh, the people of Israel 
uh, while the land dry around about them represents the, the Gentiles before the coming of Christ. And then afterwards, the, the, uh, the fleece being dry and the earth around being wet is a representation of the Jews having lost the faith and God's grace having gone to the Gentiles. As a consequence of this newfound confidence, Gideon assembled an army of his own tribe, assisted by the tribes of Asher, Zabulon, and Nectali. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people with thee are many, and Midian shall not be delivered into their hands, lest Israel should glory in its own strength. The Lord therefore directed Gideon to send back all the fearful and the timorous among them, and 22,000 men returned to their homes, leaving 10,000 with Gideon. These being still too numerous, the Lord directed Gideon to bring them to the waters to drink. All those who knelt down to drink were also dismissed, leaving in the end only 300 men who had lapped the water, casting it with the hand into their mouth. These 300 men were furnished each with a trumpet, an empty pitcher, and a lamp within the pitcher. He placed them in three places around the camp, bidding them to do as he did. All being ready, they sounded their trumpets, and breaking their pitchers, held aloft the lamps and shouted, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Confused and terrified by this midnight alarm, the Midianites turned their swords upon each other, supposing in the darkness that each was an enemy, and concluding from the sound of the trumpets that they were being attacked by an overwhelming force. And they fled towards the Jordan eastwards, and so out of the country of the Israelites. As a consequence of this enormous victory and the freeing of their country, the men of Israel said to Gideon, Be thou our king, and thy son, and thy son's sons, because thou hast delivered us from the hands of Midian. But Gideon answered them, I will not rule over you. The Lord shall be your king. The land had rest as long as Gideon lived for 40 years. Here we see in Gideon a very beautiful figure of humility, a, uh, a man who recognised his own weakness and who wished prudently to be sure that he wasn't taking on anything beyond his strength. Rather, like Moses, before he accepted a, uh, the call of God to go and free the Israelites from the bondage of Egypt. So did uh, Gideon uh, carefully ask that Almighty God should give him a, uh, a reassurance before he set on his great task. And this humility he demonstrated throughout a, uh, his life without ascribing to himself any of the glory which was offered to him as a consequence of his great victories. These great victories, which of course were miraculous and were accomplished by the hand of God. So that uh, these few men, these 300 men, managed to cast out this vast army by the power of God, who indeed had reduced their numbers to such uh, an extent that it was impossible for them 
to glory in their own strength. And so when eventually Gideon was offered the crown, he refused to accept it, reminding the Israelites that it was God himself who was to be their king. So again, is, uh, we can see in Gideon a figure once more of our blessed Lord. He is the saviour of the people. He overcomes the enemies of the people with only a handful of soldiers, just as our blessed Lord founded the church and spread the word of truth and life by a handful of apostles and disciples. And by the blast of the trumpet, which represents the sound of the gospel throughout the world, and the torches, uh, which represent the good works which all Christians are meant to, 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 to show forth, so has our Lord conquered the world through his church. And in his church, and in his own life, a life like Gideon's, humble and hidden.